What is up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Berry here, and on that road to becoming a successful public speaker, and just on the road to any kind of success in general, you are going to face criticism because it's a sign that you are making progress and you will come across people who just criticize. So in this episode, we will talk about how do we deal with criticism and doubt from others. Our guest who joins us today, she is a speaker and mental health advocate who is on a mission to help those around her feel heard, valid, and appreciative in their mental health struggles and know that they are not alone. Our guest who joins us is none other than Jesse Beyer. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Jesse, I'm so happy to have you on Profitable Public Speaking. And I mean, criticism, it is something that affects all of us. Like we do face it at some different points. And it's important for us to figure out how we will respond in those scenarios. So I'm wondering if you could share with us uh, how you were facing criticism and what kind of response you had to it. Yeah, definitely. So I have had both, I guess, the pleasure and misfortune of experiencing criticism in a lot of areas of my life. And sometimes this criticism has come the most from the people that are really close to me, my parents, my best friends. They're like, what are you doing? And I understand that their criticism a lot comes from wanting to see me safe and happy and financially successful because they're worried about me. And it does come from a place of love, but it can be really, really difficult to see that and be like, you don't support me. You don't believe in me and just get in this really negative headspace around that. One thing that I've learned though, is that if you're able to kind of dissociate yourself from the criticism, so take the personal out of it and just look at it from an objective standpoint, there's often something you can learn in every piece of criticism. So for example, my book is coming out in, I think about two months, May 5th. And my cousin, I had asked her for help on the cover design. I was like, which cover do you like best? And she calls me, I haven't spoken to her in years. And she calls me and she's like, your book, you can't write it. You don't have the credentials for it. This is not okay. You can't do this. And my first reaction was to be like, oh my God, what if she's right? And just get in this really bad headspace around it. But when I'm able to take myself out of it, I'm saying, okay, so someone saw the cover, the title and the subtitle and didn't like it. So what can I learn from this? How can I tweak this title, subtitle and cover to make it so that more people don't think this and make it so that more people are invited by my book instead of repelled by my book. So in that, every little bit of criticism, there's something you can take from that if you're able to take the offense out of it and not get so wrapped up in your own head with it. And it's a good point for corrective criticism where you definitely want to take the personal out of it. You want to think, you know, this like sometimes I feel like it's harder with family and friends where they're out there to help you, assuming you've got good family and friends and uh, criticism. I mean, it could come <laughs> off as because, you know, it's sometimes it could feel like an attack on your work an attack on your self-worth, but uh, the, some of the people criticizing you just mean well uh, with their feedback. Uh, but, you know, there are other people who you just have to brush aside because the criticism doesn't make sense. They don't have you in their interest. They're just there to, you know, spread bad vibes. But yeah. I'm wondering if you could share with us, because it's interesting you bring up the family and friends, like how can we get better at taking corrective criticism from them? Because I feel like for them, like we always expect them to be by our side, always say nice things. So. How do we get better at that? Yeah, one thing that's really worked for me is making the most of that relationship. Because like you said, they want to help. They want to see you succeed. And so if you can sit down with them and say, hey, I get that. I get you want to help me, but this isn't how I need help right now. 
what would be more helpful to me is X, Y, and Z. And actually giving them something to do that's going to be helpful for you. Because they think that by sitting there and telling you that, oh my God, this speaking thing, it's never going to work. You're never going to get it off the ground. Why don't you have a real job? You know, all of these criticisms. Mm -hmm. They think they're being helpful. They think they're looking out for you. But if you turn around and say, hey, I see you, I hear you, but this is actually how I need help right now, that can be a really good way to handle that criticism and come out you know, all the better for it. You get someone helping you with something that you need help with, and you've taken the higher road. You've been the bigger person in that situation. Yeah, and I mean, again, like it, it's very important to think about friends and family, understand where the criticism is coming from, and just don't... Uh, don't shut down on someone. Don't overreact in a way that tears apart a good friendship when the criticism was well-intentioned. But there is some criticism that you do have to tune out that can be very hard for people to tune out. Like you hear about people talking about like, uh, you know, like someone not looking attractive and not knowing the person, just trying to throw an insult in there. So how can we get better at tuning that kind of criticism? Because it's, very prevalent and it is something we have to do now. Absolutely. I was actually just having a conversation about this the other day. I'm a big bachelor, bachelorette fan. Maybe some of you like me for that. Maybe some of you don't, but I was talking to one of my friends about how it, they just get slammed with comments on Instagram of, Oh my God, why did you do this? And why'd you make that decision? And why did your hair look that way? And it's like, what are you doing? You're taking time out of your day to go make someone else's life miserable. And when you get that same sort of criticism in your own life, it can be really, really difficult. Something that I have learned is that I don't have to engage with it. It can be so easy to be defensive and be like, well, no, that's not what I meant. And well, you don't know this about me. And you're right. You didn't mean that. And they didn't know that about you. But if you're going to pick a fight with every single person that says something mean about you, a, that's going to take up way more of your time, the bigger you grow, because the more visibility you have, the more people that are going to say those negative things about you. But think about how your time is best spent. Is it best defending yourself on Instagram and Facebook against like digital mm -hmm. jerks? Or is it better to just hire your 10 year old cousin to delete those comments for you and spend your time doing things that are going to make you money, that are going to make an impact and that are aligned with your vision. If you're able to really ask yourself, how am I best spending my time? You can really just remove those comments from your life by literally blocking and deleting them, but also just not engaging with them. And you mentioned a really great point where we think about the time that we're spending on these different activities and how we could use our time more productively in different areas. And I think when you think of it that way, it certainly makes it easier. Uh, but there are just some moments where we're in like a really tight spot, like we're on profitable public speaking. So uh, it, it's not unheard of for someone to really bomb on a stage and then hear like they're not good as a public speaker. Uh, so in those types of scenarios where it's like a little harder to block out and also you're in a rough patch already, it's not like, you know, you delivered a great speech and someone's telling you you're bad. It's like you bombed on the stage and someone's telling you you're bad. How can we not let that become the narrative? Yeah, honestly, and it sounds kind of self-centered, but I just go back and I read through all of my other good testimonials. So I have that email sitting in my box from someone that was like, oh my God, you were horrible. But then I have this two or three page sheet or longer of people saying how I changed their life, how I made an impact on them, how I did this, that, and the other thing. And it's really uplifting. I mean, I don't suggest that you build your life and your confidence based on compliments, but when you're in that low spot, reading through and saying, wow, you know what? Yeah, I just majorly messed up. I did not do well up there. 
but I've done a lot of good things and I've made a lot of impact and I've helped a lot of people that can really help in that one situation. And again, like I said at the beginning, okay, you bombed. Great. Take the personal offense out of it. What tactical, tangible things can I do differently next time? So that way you're getting something out of this failure instead of it just being this giant catastrophe on your resume. I mean, I've done something similar, like when I'm feeling down or one, because we all make mistakes. So I look back at, you know, as Jesse's mentioned, I look at compliments and stuff like that. That's why for profitable public speaking, if you guys want to show your love and support, I do read all of the reviews. So definitely make sure you leave one if you haven't already. But I do look at all that stuff when I am feeling down. It is a way to uplift you. It is a way to say like, because I feel like with a lot of us, we can look at one person who says something really bad about us and then think that is the whole narrative. That's what everyone thinks of us. But if you look at all these other people say good things, it makes you feel appreciated in a moment where it's a little harder to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing to keep in mind too is that, yes, you may have had this one bad testimonial, this one horrible review, this big failure, but you still get to decide what you put out for future clients. So just because you messed up this one time, you're not going to go to your next client and be like, hi, I'm Jesse. I'm the one that just totally screwed up on this stage last week. No, you're going to come forward and you're going to say, hey, I'm Jesse. Here's where I've spoken. Here are some awesome testimonials. I'd love to chat with you. And you can change the narrative after that one failure. That does not have to become your future. Yeah, I love that. And narrative is a really big part. It's not just the public narrative. It's the internal narrative that we tell ourselves about our performance about our work and i mean that internal narrative is just so important so i'm wondering if you could share with us like how do we create a better internal narrative for ourselves because sometimes we, we don't like it's not an outside critic that's messing us up but it's an inner critic so how can we change our inner script so we get the results externally Absolutely. There's two strategies that I really like. The first is a gratitude practice. And then these are in the moment things, not like journaling at the end of the day. So if you just get in that mindset where you're like, the world is awful, everything is against me, nothing's going well. If you can take a moment and step back and say, okay, just start listing all of the things that are good in your life that you're grateful for. So it's not raining. I have food to eat. My dog just came and kissed me. Um, the grass is green when I tried to kill it with fertilizer this year, you know, whatever, these little tiny things that you can find to be grateful for in that moment, you can completely flip the script and that becomes a habit. So the next time you start feeling like that, it's easier to pull yourself out and that just compounds on itself. The second thing that I like is when those negative thoughts are really self-directed. So it's not life is bad. It's I'm a bad speaker. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that to do a similar thing, but to just add some affirmations in. So I'm a bad speaker, but I'm getting better. Or I messed up on this stage, but I learned from it and I'm not going to do it again. So adding those qualifiers at the end acknowledges where you're feeling right now. So you're saying, yeah, I messed up or yeah, I'm feeling bad about this, but it adds that positive and progressive spin on the end. And that's really, really powerful in shifting your internal dialogue. And I love that adding the but at the end. Like you could, you, could, you could just say, I am a good speaker, but you don't want to be lying to yourself either. Like I'm not trying to say like you're a bad speaker, but if you bomb on a stage and you know, we're, we're talking stages because this is the nature of the show, but it could be anything. Mm -hmm. But if you bomb on a stage, you don't want to be telling yourself I'm a good speaker at that moment because it's like, do I really feel like I'm a good speaker right now? Like I know I want to affirm and, but do I really feel it at that moment? So during those moments, that's where you could do what Jesse says, 
I know I messed up today, but I'm progressing. I'm getting better. And that just allows you to focus more on the journey and that uh, path to hitting the outcomes that you want to hit. So I definitely love adding that but uh, because it does build on that journey. And speaking of journeys, we're all on journeys right now. And uh, certainly Jesse is on her own journey where she's got a book coming out. She's got a lot of different things happening. So I'm wondering, Jesse, if you could share with us some of the places that we can find you and continue following your work and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram and Facebook at Jesse Buyer International. That's Jesse with an I, Buyer with a B-E, not a B-U. And my website is jessiebuyerinternational.com. So I would love to connect with you guys. I do a one-minute life lesson series every single day on Instagram and Facebook. So definitely check that out. And bonus tip, if you guys want to download the first three chapters of my book before it comes out, right? No one has read this yet. You can do so on my website at jessiebuyerinternational.com forward slash chapters. Well, we will have all of those links in the show notes. Definitely go grab your first three chapters of the book before it comes out and be on the lookout because it's definitely going to be coming out very soon. May even be out by the time that you're watching this, depending on, you know, if you're binging through the show and uh, you come across this episode after like 200 of them have been out or something. But Jesse, thank you so much for coming on Profitable Public Speaking. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time.